We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Back here with you on this Martin Luther King Jr. holiday. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee is where we go for this next story. And I think, um, in general, this is interesting to me just what some adults think is okay for kids to say and what some don't think is okay for kids to say. This makes me crazy a little bit because it wasn't laid out anywhere in, in particular, because of course it wasn't, that you're not allowed to say this phrase. <laughs> yeah, and I think this is also one that we can bring geography into because the fact that this happened in Memphis, Tennessee, this would be a very different story if it happened in Brooklyn, okay? <laughs> yes. It would not be. The, but what happened was you had a seven-year-old kid who, so we're figuring second grade, and mm-hmm. so the second grader had he was playing with some Legos in class and all of this stuff and went to clean up the Legos and dropped them on the floor. And uttered the phrase, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry, that's what he said. Yeah, probably <laughs> just like that. <laughs> yes. Like an adult would. And the teacher wrote him up for this, sent him to the principal's office under, uh, and they got the parental notice of disciplinary incident from Hope Sullivan Elementary School. An unacceptable language, had conference with student under action taken, and then telephoned parent. And then in the note from the teacher, it said, he said, Jesus Christ, when he dropped the Legos, he was cleaning up from recess. Okay. Uh, 913-586-7798. Again, Shanna Coleman is the mom's name. And she said, never in my life have I heard at a public school that you cannot say this. And she said it wasn't that he said the word, it was how he said it because he dropped his Legos. So to John's point, expression and tonation matter in this case. Yes, but um, I, I, I mean, on the form, it was checked off as unacceptable language. So is it, I mean, as I said, in Memphis, I think that's going to be a much bigger deal. When you're talking Bible Belt, they do not, pardon me, they do not want to hear blasphemy. They do not want to hear uh, any kind of taking of the Lord's name in vain if you want to get all uh, exodus about the whole thing. So, uh, yeah, it, it's not cool, but does it rise to the level of profanity? Let's discuss. I don't know. To me, it feels weird to say it out loud. Yes. It's why I'm not saying it. And I'm not, I don't have the religious objection i don't have the i was allowed to say it as a kid it's not but it feels weird to me to say it out loud it's it's Uh, it's akin to and this always vexed me when i was a kid i could never really put together except for that religious objection to it where if you have a movie that's been edited for television 
Mm-hmm. You can say, damn it. What you can't say is that same word with God in front of it. Uh-huh. And when that's in a movie and they edit it for television, the word they take out is God. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like, so God's the bad word? Wait a minute. That seems a little strange to me, but, I mean, that that's the way that still I would say a tremendous number of people feel about that I mean, it says it right there at the beginning of the the Ten Commandments. You shall not use my name in vain. I also want to talk about the fact that this probably happens a lot. Where first graders who are incredibly impressionable and are listening when you don't realize they are, it probably happens a lot that kids say words in school that they're not supposed to. Oh, yeah. This got the kid written up and a call (laughs) to mom. And was it just this phrase, you know, but that just seems like, because the kid probably learned it at home. In fact, probably her dad say that when he dropped a hammer on his toe. I was or thinking something. exactly the same thing. I'm like, dad dropped the tools in the garage and said yeah. that. <laughs> and at home, they probably laugh at it because it's kind of funny. I, I can totally picture hearing this, this little kid say that in class. I am a child. Because to me, and I, I cannot defend this, okay? It's totally my my juvenile nature. There is nothing in this world funnier than a seven-year-old swearing. I, I know. I, I had to watch it. I mean, with my own kids, when they got to that stage where I'm a big man now, I can say the F word in front of my parents. And I would have to tell them, no, that's not acceptable language. But I would be stifling laughter while I was doing it. I'm like, that's hilarious is what that is. I can't help it. This is why there's stuff like that is so popular as a meme on social media. When you have little kids that say things like that, that they shouldn't. And adults use that to express how they feel about things. One of the very first memes to really go viral like that is a little blonde haired kid at a British soccer match with his face painted up like I believe it's Arsenal. And Mm -hmm. he's got his middle finger up. And that thing, it's still used all the time on the Internet because it's a little he's probably like four or five and he's already got the one finger salute down. We're going to make Colin nervous when we ask this question. So we're going to ask you to, I know, I'm sorry. Happy Monday. But what other words fall in that gray area? I think we know what you can't say on the air and you know it too. But what are the other words that kind of fall in that gray area where you didn't like your kids saying that or you weren't allowed to say it, but another parent might not have a problem? Like, shut up. A lot of parents don't like that. That's a big one, especially they see that one coming out of the mouth of a little kid sounds Mm -hmm. harsher to me than it does coming out of the mouth of an adult. Or hate. A lot of parents don't like their kids to say the word hate or variations of heck. They don't they don't care about Um, what else falls in that in that category. Yeah, it's funny you bring up hate. I never heard that. And we, my parents had no issue with that word at all. But it was not until like fifth grade when it was, and it was a teacher who said, boy, you know, hate's a really strong word. And I was like, yeah, I know. I hate mayonnaise. <laughs> I, that's, that's how strongly <laughs> I, exactly I feel about what it. it. <laughs> uh-huh. And what's the problem? But she did not allow that. She didn't allow it in her class. And it was her classroom. So who was I to you know, go back on it? But it, it struck me as very strange the first time I ran into somebody who had a problem with that. Just like um, I can think of parents now that don't like it when kids talk about shooting. Or when kids use that phrase, I'm, I'm going to kill you yeah. or I'm going to kill somebody. That's a good one to pick up on. 
because you don't um, you want them to understand how serious that is if, right. if they mean it. So is it something that I, I mean, if you if your own child came home with the same note from the teacher that this child came home with, whose side would you be on? Because this mom, I mean, she's making it very clear. She does not think that her son did anything wrong. And, I don't think her son did anything wrong. And thinks that it's silly that the whole thing even came up in the first place. But I'm sure there are just as many people who are listening to us right now who would have a huge problem with that. Here's what I'm talking about for a second. They said um, the one of the boxes that was checked here was had conference with student because the kid said this word. How did that conference go? And did you tell the kid you can't say this because that's taking the, you know, the Lord's name in vain? What if the kid isn't religious? Sure. And he, says, well, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> He's just some guy who lived 2,000 years ago. I mean, yeah. it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, uh, boy, I don't know. I, I it wouldn't. It, it probably wouldn't bother me personally for that reason. Um, you know, I'm not the most religious person in the entire world. Shocker, I know. But, uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I would be more worried about who, the, about the other ears in the room, about mm-hmm. who would find it offensive on that basis. I'm certainly not going to tell somebody you're, you're not allowed to take offense to that because, I mean, it does say so in the Bible. It's pretty clear about it. Um. Yeah, I think if if I were to have concern with anything, I would be I would take issue with the way it was said. The fact that he out of frustration exactly the way you said it, just really, you know, and and chose in that moment to say this. Context matters to me. Yes. That it was that. And and is there <laughs> is there a word you try to get your kids to to use instead? <laughs> Profanity is funny because it actually does occupy a different spot in our brains than other language. We, even though we don't believe in magic words anymore, we kind of still do. It's hardwired into us that, I mean, that's the reason why some people, not everybody, but some people with Tourette's syndrome, that it manifests itself in them spewing out words that they think of as profane. Mm-hmm. So, and they can't help it because, right. and, and if their brain didn't put those words in a different category, then that manifestation of Tourette's wouldn't happen. So it's clear that they do have a special meaning to us and it's hard to substitute. It really is. I mean, there are other words that we try to use instead, but darn, I'm sorry, <laughs> does <laughs> not, no, same. it doesn't have the same punch. It doesn't have... The, the it doesn't feel as satisfying to say it after you've dropped all the darn tools on the on the garage floor. You know, it just doesn't work. Okay, we're gonna review some of these um, because I, I know that we're getting into touchy territory here. Um, but somebody said crap is not okay. I don't okay. love that one either. <laughs> I don't love it either yeah. because it just sounds it's fine, but I don't love it. I don't love a kid saying it. It's it's funny. I'm going to use this word, and I don't mean it like you might think I mean it, but it sounds dirtier than the word that we use it in place of. Uh-huh. Yes, and, it does. And, and I don't mean dirtier as in, that's a dirty word. No, no, no. I mean, it sounds, that word, crap, to, to my mind, brings up images of filth. It's just, mm-hmm. ugh. You know, it's, it's a yucky, yucky word. Agreed. Yeah, and there's some others that are coming in. Um... There are a couple things that people use 
instead of the big F word that we can't say on the air. In fact, we had a caller just say it uh, you mean earlier forget in the about show. It? Yeah, that make me a little twitchy that I don't like. That I don't like for kids. Yeah. I don't like them on the air because I think it makes Colin nervous. Because the problem is that you're going to slip. The worry is you're saying the other one instead, and I'm not even going to say it out loud. You're going to slip and say the real one. Right, because they all are very similar. And even then, when you when you take them down a notch like that, to me, that word just loses all of its power. Right. All right, feel free uh, to weigh in here if you would like. Uh, still to come this hour, there was something unique that happened with the Miss USA pageant that, yes, is still going on. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. All right, I said Miss USA pageant before. I misspoke. Quite frankly, I don't know the difference between the Miss USA pageant and the Miss America pageant. I hope you don't think Sorry. I do. <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, I have no uh, is idea. one of them still owned by Donald Trump? I have no idea. Uh, you know, I don't know. Um, he doesn't tend to divest himself of really anything. So I would think probably, but I, I don't know if that uh, association still exists. And one of them is also associated with the Miss Universe pageant. And I'm not sure which one it is, but one of them, if you win Miss America or Miss USA, whichever one it is, then you're eligible to go on to Miss Universe. Some of you, someone will know. Undoubtedly. Colin's not jumping in. Somebody will know. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, we had the Miss America pageant. And for the first time, uh, we have had a winner. Um, yeah, she was crowned Miss America is the first serving U.S. soldier. She's an Air Force pilot, 22 years old, training to be a top gun fighter pilot after graduating from Harvard. No dummy here to win Miss America. No kidding. Yeah. And the thing that that got me about this story is that we're still doing a Miss America pageant. I, I really had no idea. And I don't remember the last time it was even in the news. The funny thing about that is that this story that I saw, first of all, came out of the UK. This is a Daily okay. Mail story. So they apparently were paying more attention to the Miss America pageant than America was. I, I don't know where it was on. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if it was network television or if that even still exists anymore. But as you said, I mean, she her name is Madison Marsh, and she's an incredibly impressive person, fighter pilot, and now Miss America. I just, I wonder when it was. There had to be a moment when that p piece of Americana just drifted into irrelevancy. Right. And I'm not saying, I mean, good for her. She won Miss America. Okay, fine. But I don't remember the last time somebody brought up Miss America to me. Miss USA is the one that advances to Miss Universe. Ah, thank you. It retains a swimsuit portion. And apparently Miss America does not. Um, my question is, I, hopefully someone is asking her this question because I want to know the answer. For somebody with that resume already, what was the motivation behind joining the Miss America pageant. Yeah. And I don't judge the answer no matter what it is. If the answer is, I wanted to show, I kind of hope this is the answer. I wanted to show that you can do both, that you can be a beautiful, poised, intelligent woman and be a, you know, tough guy, Air Force pilot. If that's the answer, cool. But I'm just curious of all the things she could have done at this point, why was this it? Yeah, and her, you, you still have to do a speech, right? And her speech portion yep. was not about that, oddly enough. It had nothing to do with her service. 
it was about drugs in America, and she recalled her late mother's battle with pancreatic cancer, apparently. Wow. For the talent round, she gave a spoken word piece centered on receiving her pilot's license. So there, in the talent round, it did come up. Okay. And in the five finalists were asked questions about their goals as Miss America. She said that her military credentials embodied her commitment to learning and leading with passion. So... A little bit close to what you said. Uh, that th- that was a part of it, but she didn't kind of bring the beauty portion of it in. And it seems like they've tried, as you mentioned, the Miss America pageant ditched the swimsuit competition years ago. That they've been trying to distance that from it, but still, you're not going to see anybody plain looking on that stage. Miss America does not offer cash prizes, TV contracts, or modeling deals. It exclusively awards scholarships to empower women in their academic and professional endeavors. Maybe that was it? Yeah, and that's something else that's changed over time. It didn't Mm -hmm. used to be that way. So, I I mean, even, even at that, if you were a cynic about the entire thing, then you could look at that and say, okay, that message about you can be both things. You can be beautiful and statuesque and all of these other things, and you can be successful and educated and all of this. Well, that's fine, but why do we still need to tie being successful and educated and all of the rest of that back into how you look? Because we s- it's still all- do. Yeah, that's true. I Sorry, that's a horrible answer, but it's it's the same reason that tall people make more money and, you know, and, and pretty people get promotions more than not pretty people and and looks determine how authoritative you're considered to be. It's we just associate those things. Take a look at the TV news anytime, Correct. any day in any market <laughs> and you're going to see some very pretty people on there. I want to go back to your question, though. Why don't we? Like, what was the peak of interest in these pageants? And why did it taper off? Why why did neither one of us have any clue that this was happening this weekend? And if she had not won based on these distinctions, I'm not sure we still would be talking about it. No, you're right. I don't think it would have come up at all. If it had just been this woman, Miss Whoever, it, it probably may, would have made minor news in the state. She's from Colorado, by the way. She, she yeah. was Miss Colorado. So it probably would have made minor news in Colorado, but it made any news at all, at least internationally, because she is a U.S. Air Force fighter pilot and she's Miss America. I mean, that's, as we said, that's not something that's ever happened before. So, yeah, and and it wasn't even one of those things. I know, I mean, I can remember even back when the Miss America pageant was still a big deal, that that was must-see Sunday night television. When there were already voices that were saying, oh, that's not cool. I mean, it's it's kind of demeaning, and it's it's very, at that point, it was very focused on what does she look like and nothing else. That there were some voices coming around, but I don't remember that ever becoming a movement. The, there wasn't like a cancel yeah. the Miss, Miss America pageant movement. So no. we just all kind of stopped paying attention. Um, Let me play skeptic conspiracy theorist for a moment. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know if the owners of the Miss America pageant feel the need to make it more relevant, but if so, this was the way to do it. Get, have a first yeah, and draw the military into it. I'm not saying that's the reason she was picked, but you never know if that could have figured into it. If somehow they're thinking, yeah, it would be really cool to have this distinction of somebody who's been to Harvard and fighter pilot and all these things. I don't know what making it more relevant does for it, 
but we're talking about it. Well, yeah, and that's that's all they really care about is getting more word of mouth out there and getting people talking about it. They had tried, like the, the late 90s were a high time for every year when the Miss America pageant came around, they would invent a controversy. And then, and then play it up so that people would watch. Like one year it was uh, they were going to go from wearing one-piece bathing suits to allowing bikinis. And, oh, sure. you know, you should watch and see. And, and they would try to foment some kind of controversy around that. And then they dropped the swimsuit competition to see if that would make a difference to people. This seems like a better and sort of more organic way to do it. Yeah. Are you all learning for the first time from us that this was even then that this even happened this weekend when is miss usa on then do that are they at different times yeah, I'll, I'll have to do look they, i have no idea are they at different like different times of the year i would think so um, yeah um again it's I, i'm surprised that we even still have it then if it's not but there's still money and it still helps and the thing i know more of now is that there are more versions of it like there's the, it's not Mrs. America, maybe it is, but now there are versions of it for people who aren't 20 years old and blonde. Right. Uh, it is September, by the way. The end okay. of September is when the Miss USA pageant takes place. It was September 29th in Reno in 2023. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah, right. Been doing something it's else a, that day. And we, yeah, we, we had no idea <laughs> that that busy. was the case either. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll take a break here. Coming up. More and more concerns about a drug that a lot of people are using to lose weight. We'll talk about that coming up here on KMBZ. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. So it's a story that has been in the news off and on here lately about the problems with Ozempic. And now we have lawsuits that are piling up against the maker of this drug that a lot of people are using for weight loss. Yeah, and they're maintaining, by the way, Novo Nordisk is the name of the uh, of the company. They make Ozempic and Wagovi, which is another same class of drug, very, very common. They were initially developed uh, for people with uh, diabetes uh, to kind of keep their blood sugar in check. And they found out that everybody who was taking them started dropping weight like crazy. So they said, hey, why don't we repackage and remarket these things as weight loss drugs? They received FDA approval, I believe, about a year ago. And since then, they've been incredibly popular. 
now the company Novo Nordisk, and there's another company that makes uh, a related drug, and we'll have that one for you in a minute. They maintain that their safety procedures and their FDA approval are evidence of the fact that there's nothing wrong with these drugs. But there are what are called dozens of lawsuits already that have been filed over some pretty serious health concerns. And one of the lawyers for the plaintiff in one of those cases said they expect thousands more lawsuits coming. If you have taken it, if you have experience with it, 913-586-7798. And the other thing that I'll put out there is, if not this drug, if you have tried something like this or have considered it to lose weight, because losing weight is not easy, how did you make the decision about whether it was something you were going to take or not? Because I think a lot of us wait a while to see how it goes and to see what the results are. It's scary when you put something like that in your body. Definitely. Yeah. And really with any drug, you want to make sure, I mean, how many times do we see the TV commercials for drugs from everything from hair loss to weight loss to whatever that have that list at the end of you may suffer from these side effects and they run down the list of them. You think, is that really any worse than the problem I'm trying to solve here? Right. And it's granted those side effects aren't going to happen to everybody, but every time something like this comes up, you get people who wonder, was this thing rushed through did they really do did the fda do the due diligence before they signed off on this to make sure that these side effects weren't going to be bad enough that i mean you hear some of the claims in these things and it's a condition called gastroparesis which is effectively your bowels shut down and just stop working i mean that's and in one case a woman was told that her uh her condition, not to go into details about it, but it involves pain and some other symptoms that would be related to any problems with your gut, that those things are going to be permanent. Yes. Think about what your stomach does when you're not feeling great. And she's going to have that forever. It's all of that, right? It's all of that stuff that we're not going to say because it's getting close to lunchtime, but it's all of that. Uh, the condition can be life-threatening. And, and that's, I mean, for the inconvenience is one thing, but it is, it is considered to be life-threatening. Um, and again, the accusation here is that Novo Nordisk did not properly warn about the risk of this on the drug's packaging. Now, what I'll say to that is a lot of drugs have risks. And so even if they had, would people take that seriously? And what percentage of a risk is there? Especially when it's considering that you're hearing from all of your friends what a miracle this thing is and how they were able to drop those 20 pounds that they've been carrying since high school. And it's hard to say no to that. I mean, that's I mean, consider who's who's talking right now. Uh, it's it's not an easy thing to just say no to. But as a matter of fact, just to tell my own personal story, my doctor who did my surgery the last time that we talked, he said, if you want to step on the accelerator on the weight loss, you know, if you find yourself plateauing, we can do one of the drugs. And I said, no, thanks. I'm good with waiting. I'm fine. That that it's all, I mean, I, I would, I'm the last person who's ever going to give medical advice to anybody. So I'm not telling you if you're taking yeah. these things, stop taking them. Because I don't know. And the companies, the other company, by the way, is Eli Lilly and the other drug is Manjaro that's related to these and they're they're kind of linked up in this article that came out of the daily mail but I, I if if i were on one of them i would be taking this article to my doctor and having a serious talk yeah what's the amount of risk that you're willing to take how much is it worth it to you um 
I mean, there was one woman in this story that said, um, <laughs> here's your here's your warning about some of the words, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say some of the words. Uh, there was a woman who used both of these drugs that says um, she vomited so much that some of her teeth fell out. Wow. I mean, that's how bad it got. Yeah. Now, uh, to to step, not necessarily step to the defense of the companies that make these drugs, but to give a possible uh, bit of cover, a bit of quarter to them, they can't control how people use the drugs once they're prescribed. Sure. Is she supposed to be taking two of them at once? You know, are, right. are, the, yeah. are the problems occurring in people who are using them off label? And we don't know that. We don't know the answers to that. But that's surely going to be, if any of these lawsuits end up seeing court, that's going to be brought up by the companies, and rightfully so. I mean, if somebody's taking double the dose or taking two drugs when they're not supposed to take them together, that's going to cause problems, and you need to know that. Um, what's the FDA status on Ozempic? It's been approved for weight loss and for diabetes. So, Okay. So, again, to your point, if someone's misusing the drug... That's not the company's fault. Right. But you look at how many they found. There's one attorney who said his firm has found 100 uh, clients who were diagnosed with gastroparesis after using the drugs. And it is investigating 1,000 more. Yeah. Um, now, how many people have been given Ozempic? And in the grand scheme, what's the percentage of people that, I mean, if you have, drugs have side effects. Sure. And if you have 50 million people taking that, I don't know, I'm pulling that number out of the sky. But if there's 330 million people in the country and 50 million of them are taking that drug and a thousand of them had side effects, that's a tiny, tiny number in comparison. Now, there are serious side effects, which is, again, why you need. And I guess if anything needs to happen from now, what you would let me finish that sentence. It's why you need to talk to your doctor about this stuff before you just say, give me that. But the <laughs> uh -huh. other thing about it is that. Um, when, when those, what they need to do now, what needs to happen now is that those companies you would hope would be chasing down what it is about those thousand people that caused them to react negatively to the drug. We're a lot better at that than we used to be ever, mm -hmm. ever since the human genome project. We're a lot better at that than we used to be. Do they have some markers in common that we could test for before we put somebody on them? Yeah, I mean, there are certain people that can't take certain drugs. For right. some reason, grapefruit. If you like grapefruit, that interacts with a lot of different drugs and makes them totally ineffective. People that are pregnant can't take certain things. If you're, you know, I mean, there are all kinds of parameters on people that can't, can't use certain drugs. Some of that would be easy to figure out. My question about that would be, why didn't Novo Nordisk figure that out before? And, and why didn't the FDA ask that question? Right before approving the drug. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So if they had a, a fairly small sample of people that were only using the drugs up till that point for diabetes, which it had already been approved for, that's going to be a much smaller number than people who want to lose weight. So maybe they just didn't have a large enough sample size to say, okay, this is the percentage of the population that's going to have these kinds of problems. And I think a lot of us assume our doctor knows what they're doing. And so if our yeah. doctor is willing to prescribe it, okay, then it must be safe. This is where I wonder, again, I know we have a shortage of pharmacists, but is this where your pharmacist is the best possible resource before you ask 
to be prescribed a drug, should you go talk to that person first? Yeah, I'll tell you what, that was when we were in Illinois, we knew our pharmacist really well. Not, not because we're there that often. He just happened to, you know, it was a small town. Everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. And he was fantastic at that, of being able to see problems coming down the pike and saying, hey, you're already taking this. You want to watch for this. If you're going to take this drug, it's okay, but watch for this interaction and, you know, or try to take them far apart. Take one in the morning, take the other one at night, that sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, that's that's an invaluable resource. If you have experience with these or have comments on what you've heard, feel free to get in here. Uh, let's go to Mike in Overland Park. Hey, Mike. Hey, good morning. Or morning. I guess, yeah, it's still good morning at least. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, for so about 20 I minutes, took- yeah. Yeah, I took two of these medicines separately, so I, you know, didn't try to double up on them at the direction of my doctor. And basically, it gave me gastroparesis both times. So, you know, I know we're getting close to the lunch hour, but basically my stomach stopped digesting. And as you can imagine, you know, it's got a finite space. And when it gets full, you know, you know what happens. So basically, that happened to me on the minimum dose with both of those medicines. And, you know, you're supposed to start on a low dose and step up and all that. But I couldn't even handle the minimum dose. Basically, it put me in the hospital for dehydration because I couldn't process anything. So I had to stop both of them. Now, do you know, do you know why? Did your doctor have any reason for you why somebody next door to you might be able to take it with no problems and it hit you that hard? Absolutely no idea. Everybody's different is basically the answer I got. Some people can tolerate medicine. Some people can't. Wow. All right. Uh, no, uh, well, okay. Mike, mm-hmm. thank you. Thanks for the call. And I hope yeah. everything's better now. I mean, like we said, the, one of these women was told it was permanent. Are you doing okay at the moment? Oh, yeah. Thankfully, I've been off of them for at least six months now. And, and I had no problems after it taking about a week to get out of my system. You know, I felt pretty horrible for about a week. Yeah. But after that, I was pretty well back to normal. So okay. thankfully, uh, I basically took one dose and said, okay, this isn't going to work for me. So I didn't wow. stay on it for very long. Good man. All right. Hey, Mike, thank you. Yeah, that's a big deal in a time when we have to tell people, if you're allergic to this drug, don't take it. <laughs> right. I, yeah, the only thing I'm grateful for about that is that at least you found out immediately I just wonder, like, is it if it if it builds up in people's systems, what happens? I'm not right. happy that you had the reaction that you did, but, but at least it was one and done. Exactly. Yeah. And if you have, by all means, I mean, hop on the phone and tell us about it, because the we are hearing some tre- uh, tremendous success stories for these things. I mean, people have lost all kinds of weight and it's changed their lives, and that's great. But at what risk? And I, I, you know, that's the other thing is you have to wonder with these people going back to Mike's story, how many of them were using it, started to have side effects and kept using it because, hey, at least right. the weight was coming off. Right. All right. We need to get to a break. I know we have phone lines ringing. We'll get to your calls next on KMBZ. All right. We go to the Los Angeles Times for this next story about a phrase I've never said before, a deputy gang in yeah. Los Angeles. Boy, that's, uh, God bless the LAPD. So uh, a little fight erupted outside a bowling alley in Montclair, California, which is in L.A. County. A bunch of sheriff's deputies met up and they were allegedly drinking to celebrate the promotion of a new sergeant into their ranks. But then the fight started. The fight started with a group of teenagers who were outside the bowling alley. And according to witnesses, the off-duty deputies picked a fight with a group of teenagers in a parking lot. Because that's what you want to do when you're a cop is pick a fight with a bunch of teenagers. There was a door that was opened into somebody's leg and and the whole thing just got bad from there. Uh, And then they, they started harassing the teenagers and mocking them. And while they were doing the investigation into the incident, 
that's when things took a turn for the weird because one of the deputies that was there was being questioned by internal affairs and internal affairs noticed that he had a tattoo and it was a tattoo that was associated with a previous gang of deputies. And this was, I mean, the equivalent of a street gang, but all of them were wearing badges and out there working for the L.A. County Sheriff's Office. So he, he was questioned about the tattoo and, and admitted that, yes, it is still very much an ongoing deputy gang that's inside the, uh, the L.A. County Sheriff's Office and said that there was another guy who was there when the fight started that also had the same tattoo. Now they've got to go through and try to weed out a gang from inside their own midst. And get people to admit that they're a part of it. Um, Good luck. And that they're a part of it now. It would be one, because I mean, if you wanted to avoid being fired, you would say, well, yeah, I've got the tattoo and I used to be. But right. I'm not anymore. But I just, I can't get the tattoo removed, or I or I just haven't done it yet. Get this. I mean, th this paragraph. It's a couple of sentences. Is enough to make your blood run cold. For decades, the sheriff's department has been roiled by allegations that secretive groups of deputies with matching tattoos have been linked to violence and corruption. It's rare for the sheriff's department to punish deputies for alleged gang involvement. Well, that's a problem. D department officials would not answer questions about whether similar firings had ever happened before this case. Wow. And they think there are dozens of these members. Yeah. And that's just in, this is the L.A. County Sheriff's Department, I assume? Yes. Yeah. That's just in this department. You got to wonder, does it exist in other in other agencies? Well, sure. Yeah. I mean, LAPD does not exactly have a stellar record when it comes right. to that kind of thing over time. But the fact that that it's still going on and they don't seem the, the, the sheriff's office doesn't even seem willing to do anything about it. I mean, in this case, they are talking about firings. But this I mean, to, to realize that for decades this has been going on and that's never happened before. Uh, let's see. Um I'm looking for the firings. I thought two had been fired, at least just, either. yeah. Both the tattooed deputies were fired. Yep. Two other deputies who were at the bowling alley that night but denied having tattoos also were fired in connection with the incident. But that's just because you started a fight with teenagers. Right. I mean, <laughs> which I can't believe I just, I said out loud. But yeah, that's, I mean, they said they, they picked the fight and flashed their handguns and got into it with them. I just, you know, reading some of the details on this, they, they issued a 70-page report last year condemning the, quote, cancer of deputy gangs, saying that they create rituals that valorize violence, such as recording all deputy-involved shootings in an official book, celebrating with shooting parties, oh, that sounds like a hoot, and authorizing deputies who have shot a community member to add embellishments to their common gang tattoos. Uh, yeah, the the um, the shooting parties is concerning. So then it makes you wonder about, um, you know, were they uh, did they unfairly arrest anybody connected to any of the rival gangs? You just question now about the entire history of their judgment and the police work. Yeah, definitely. Well, and what you just brought up is something else that I think they're going to have to look into is because they're using gangs, plural, of deputies. So if you've got three or four different gangs of deputies, do they have beef with each other? 
You know, we're like better other than games you are. would. Exactly. Why would you think that it wouldn't be that way? <laughs> you know, why would anybody think it wouldn't be that way? So it's seriously a, a problem that they're going to have to try to figure out and try to solve. But they're certainly not going to get any help from the deputies that are in the gangs. A 2021 Loyola, uh, Loyola Law School report identified 18 such groups known by names like the Grim Reapers, the Banditos, and the Executioners, and there may be more. A gang of deputies called the Banditos. You're <laughs> doing it wrong. <laughs> right? Wow. Uh, hopefully, and, and I'm curious to know, too, how high up this goes. Sure, yeah. In the sheriff's who's, department. Who's the highest-ranking member? Yeah. Who's in a yeah. gang? Yeah, and what... Um, I can't even get my head around how how problematic that could be. What if it's a lieutenant? What if it's somebody who's in charge of, like, the investigations division? And he, you know, lost paperwork, quote-unquote, to some shootings and fast-tracked others through the system. And how many of these... By the way, I mean, consider, again, this is L.A. County we're talking about. How many of the deputies who are in one of these gangs are also on the LAPD... Or not LAPD, L.A. Sheriff's Office, L.A. County Sheriff's Office gang task force? Because that exists. That's a sweet job to have then if you're uh, if, if you're, you're in, in a that. gang. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's extra points with your gang to, to get that gig. So we'll see what kind of uh, an investigation comes out of that. Um, then we go to Bethlehem, Connecticut for what's missing. <laughs> this is a, a much, lighter note. This is a much lighter story. Much, yeah. I, a lighter note. If you want to know how small a town Bethlehem, Connecticut is. Oh, oh, just wait. A reward. This made news. Not only did this make news, this made the TV news on NBC television in Connecticut. A reward is being offered for the return of a donkey that's been missing from Bethlehem, Connecticut for several days now. Jackie the donkey went missing on Hickory Lane last week. And my favorite line of this entire story is, a drone was deployed and she was not seen wandering the town. They deployed a drone to go find the missing donkey. Are you impressed that a town of 3,400 people has a drone? <laughs> they have a drone, yes. Or did they just borrow it, like, from one of the two police officers it that happened be. to have one at home? Yeah, really. Well, they, they probably got it from one of those gangs in L.A. But, uh, yeah, a $3,000 reward is being offered for any information leading to the positive identification and return of Jackie the donkey. Now, the other thing about this story that I absolutely love is is they don't tell us anything about anything, any reason why Jackie the donkey might be special. Like, is this the governor's donkey? You know, no, nothing like that. It's just there's a missing donkey. There's a $3,000 reward for return of the donkey. His name is Jackie, and they deployed a drone. That's really all we know. And we have a photo of her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. At first, I thought maybe this was like a stock photo, but no, this is her. That's actually Jackie the donkey. Yeah. Uh, Bethlehem Animal Control is asking that anyone in the area check their doorbell cameras. If you have livestock, you're asked to check your herds in case she may have joined them. She went off looking for another pack of donkeys. Top things to do in Bethlehem, Connecticut include... <laughs> A guided Lilymore alpaca farm tour. Hey. Maybe you look there first. Tina, come get see. some ham. Um, Hudson Valley Craft Brewery bike tour. $145. Wow. What are you getting for $145? Hopefully I don't have to drive the or push the bike. Better ride be the bike. a lot of beer. $145. Holy cow. Yeah, this is a tiny little town. 
So, in yes. the middle of nowhere. Tell your friends in Bethlehem, Connecticut, if they see Jackie or find Jackie, to contact Animal Control. The number is on NBC Connecticut's website there. Uh, yeah, NBC Connecticut. Is that, that must be out of Hartford? I would assume, yeah. Something like that to see, yeah. Feel free to check out the pictures and uh, <laughs> and just get a kick out of that one. She's a cute donkey. Give her that. Yes. All right, coming up uh, in the next hour, we will talk a little bit more about football. Uh, we have a woman who has created a drinking game based on what her husband says and does in reaction to the Dallas Cowboys game. If you would like to add other squares to this bingo card, we can certainly take those suggestions. We'll get to that and a lot more coming up here on KMBZ. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.